0: Praise the Lord. We're here today. And how many of you know today? I think I can't remember which one of the calendars it is, but today's the first day of autumn. So, what we're looking at is a new season, literally, um, but a new season, metaphorically speaking, as well. I mean, kids are getting ready to go back to school. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, <clears throat> and, 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 and it's a new ac- academic year. Um, some start in uni, some going to college for the first time. And <clears throat> for us at LCM, it's a, new, it's a new academic year. So it feels very much like the beginning of something. And, and I'd like to, to suggest that, particularly because of some of the things I'm going to talk about today, um, it feels for us that we're in a new phase. And, and we'll come to that um, in a moment. <clears throat> Now, um, we're going to be spending a few weeks talking about a particular topic. You might have seen the topic come up as we were fooling around with the overheads. Um, but we're going to be starting a, a new series over the course of the next few weeks. Um, and we're going to be talking about prayer. We're going to be talking about prayer. And <clears throat> to some degree, if you like... I think i might switch this thing off. There we go. If you like, um, this, this new season, this new um, theme, if you like, for the season <clears throat> is, is called Pete is for Prayer. Pete is for Prayer, and today's um, title is Presence. Presence. And I'd like you to turn to Genesis chapter 18 um, with me and just just hold your place there. I'm kind of going to go back to kind of like doing what I used to do originally, which is not putting the verses up for you. With regards to the text that we're looking at, because I want you to look at it in your Bible. Um, And I keep saying, one day, you know, you're going to see me come back with my paper Bible, you know. You see when, who are we? And um, all them different digital, Facebook and all them, all all them Twitter, all that stuff collapses. And I'm saying, you're going to be at a loss. We're going to be at a loss. And it's not even a matter if, you know, Anyway. If you could turn in your electronic device, I suspect that would be helpful. We're gonna come back to Genesis 18, but in, in the interim, let me pray. In Acts chapter six, and this is in the NIV, you see something of that which is, uh, is, is relevant to where we're at currently, because recently we've been talking about creating a council and creating deacons, and, and that contributing to supporting the work of the ministry here, and it's still under process, you know, the bugs and, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and issues that are not fully sorted, but we're moving forward, you know what I mean? And when I say bugs, you know what I mean by that, right? Like in a programme, you've got little glitches that you're trying to sort out. I'm not talking about anyone personally, I'm talking about the process, you know, I just don't want no one to misunderstand that. Um, there's just, like, like anything new, you know what I'm saying, it takes a while to get things running nicely. <clears throat> and this is what was happening in Act Six. Um, with the, the, the widows being neglected by the da- in the daily ministration of the food, and they had to, the apostles had to sort it out. And verse 2 says, And the 12 summoned the full number of the disciples. They got everybody together. And in verse 3, it says, Therefore, they said, Brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and wisdom, who we will appoint to this duty. Not verse 4, but we, the apostles, we will devote ourselves, we will devote ourselves to what? prayer and to the ministry of the word you see that <clears throat> um now from this text you could easily get the impression that prayer is just for who just for the just for the apostles you could get that impression right um but acts chapter 2 helpfully clarifies that that's not the case so in acts chapter 2 <clears throat> it says um in verse 42 they and i'll come to the they they Devoted, again, that same word, right? The apostles devoted themselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now, Acts 2 says they, this particular group, devoted themselves to the, notice, to four things. The apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to what? You see those four things? And and that they devoted themselves. Now, who's the they? Well, in verse 42, the they are those, of the 3,000 that have just been converted to Christ, just become members of the church, if you like, um, mentioned in the verse before in verse 41. That's the day. This is everybody, not just the apostles or the leaders. Um, <clears throat> and, and notice, everyone has a devotion to those four things sound teaching, fellowship, communion, and prayer not just the apostles. And I'd like to think that, you know, <clears throat> as a church, I'd like to think that we've been faithful in providing two out of the four. Maybe, let me see if the next one is. I'd like to think that we've been devoted to two out of the four. Actually, let me not do that because that would distract you. <clears throat> and the two out of the four would be sound teaching and communion. Now the other two, fellowship and prayer. we've had some consistencies, but we've had some inconsistencies, I confess. <clears throat> but there are two that have been consistent in you know what I'm saying, in the 15 years that we've been a church, one of the things the Lord has really helped us to do not the greatest teaching in the world, but I'd like to argue that anyone that has taught has tried to be faithful to the text. You know and I'm saying, and to the apostles' doctrine. And then communion, even today, uh, you know and I'm saying, first Sunday of the month, we practice regularly taking communion. Um, <coughs> and those two things, two out of the four, you know what I'm saying, to some degree have been consistent. But the others, <coughs> so six weeks ago, I linked up with Pastor P, because, you know, we are currently taking on some new students at LCM, some new pioneers. And one of them is from. Um, Calvary Chapel East Dulwich. And um, we've, we've, we've also got someone here who's going to be um, starting as a pioneer as well. I don't want to hot you up, sis, but um, our own our own Faye Hoban is, is actually joining um, LCM in September. Um, but I had to link up with Pastor P and it was just a blessing to see him. We've been catching up quite regularly over the past year or so. And um, we sat down and we was chit-chatting and he mentioned that later on they were going to be doing something specific in prayer meeting. And I went, oh, boy, Prayer meeting. I said, Tuesday night prayer meeting. I said, Pastor P, you're still doing the Tuesday night prayer meeting? And he said, yeah, man. How can we stop that? And I was smitten in my heart. Because when, Pastor, when, when Calvary Chapel East Dulwich started around about that time, apart we stopped having Tuesday night prayer meeting the way that at least we used to as a church. And um, and so I confess, you know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> that that sadly ceased. And this point of prayer, or we could say for us, prayerlessness, um, for this we need to repent. And le- us leaders primarily, you know what I'm saying? But all of us collectively. Um, <clears throat> although I know Um, A few different individuals have been meeting to pray, and we thank the Lord for those of you that have been doing that. Um, Praise God for that, but it's not been a, a formal church prayer meeting, you know what I mean? And notice the disciples did what? They devoted themselves. They devoted themselves to these four things, and it's something that we're addressing by God's grace Now, if we keep going in the text, verse 43 goes on and says, Notice, everyone at that time, based on the four things that they were devoted to, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Verse 46, every day they continued to do what? Meet how? How often? How often? every day, you know, wow, and they done it in two different places, they met together in the temple courts, they broke bread in their homes, and they ate, again, notice, not individually, but together with glad and sincere hearts, you see that, <coughs> and again, over the years, one of the things that has fallen by the wayside, that I must admit, at one point, you know, we were well known, it was one of our hallmarks, you know, with regards to us as a church was our fellowship. And I don't just mean linking up on a Sunday and chatting and catching up. And, but I mean, during the week, midweek, and not just in the temple, quote-unquote, not just on a Sunday in, in quote-unquote, church. You know and I mean, in a big building like this, but also like they did in homes. And we kind of touched on that, didn't we? We've done Psalm 1 and talked about Lydia and how the Lord opened her heart and she opened her home. Often, sometimes our homes are closed guess why? Because our hearts are closed. But I mean, we kind of talked about that, but here it comes again. Um, And I wonder if that's one of the other things that we need to address when it comes to fellowship. And I mean, fellowship looks one way like this, but when you're in someone's yard, Mikey P was saying it the other day, is fellowship tastes different, it feels different. And we can testify to that, men's discipleship and I'm saying at Mark's or even at my house from back in the day, we were running two sets of men's discipleship. Mad thing. Remember that, Pete? Yeah, man, praise the Lord. So, yeah, we need to get back there somehow. Um, And it's going to be a little bit of a journey, but believe that the Lord is helping us to that end. Um, Verse 47, look at the result. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And notice the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, what can we do to encourage Notice a devotion to meeting together. Well, here's an illustration, yeah. Um football. Bertram gave one kind of earlier, and the fo- I know the football illustration sometimes falls down, especially for my wife who hates football. Like I mean with a passion. She comes in the room and it's on, she walks out of the room. But she's outnumbered. There's there's more men in the house than um ladies. Don't mean that she can't watch her thing now and again. Come on now. Um, but she does but football I use this as an example now the extent of your commitment right when it comes to football is directly linked to your devotion the extent of your commitment right is directly linked to the level to your level of devotion like when it comes to foot, being a football fan there's levels so some fans don't buy anything they're just like the team they're just like the sound of the name or they just like the colors. Some fans take it to another level. They watch the games on TV, like they got Sky Sports, And you know what I'm saying? HD maybe. But then you've got some fans that take it to another level. Some fans, they buy the shirt. Uh, my, my zip just mashed up the moment, you know. But it ain't gonna destroy it, still. <laughs> Right. So there the much. <laughs> listen to this guy, chatting back, there's a reason the zip never come down, you know. <clears throat> so some fans take it to another level, right? And as I reveal, the best team in North London. <coughs> no all right, no, it's I said North London, ain't it? All right. You Manchester City fans and Liverpool fans, calm down. I said, North London. I know you mans are on another level still. right. We saw that last week. Um, I said, but you know, I said, no I should say London still. Best team in London. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay, we can, ban, we can ban our after service, right? But notice, so you can see that nah, nah, this, is, this is the level I get to, right? And I'm saying like, I will buy the shirt, but, but you see this shirt? Guess how much I paid for this shirt? It's out of season, 10.99 fam. When we went to Canada, we bought a batch of them because some of Helen's family in Canada are are Arsenal fans. So we bought 10.99. I'm not buying no shirts for 65. Sorry, I'm not doing it. Now that, That shows that my level of commitment based on my level of devotion, you know what I'm saying? It only goes so far, you know what I mean? Now some fans, they take it to another level. They attend some home games. Very expensive commitment. Some fans go another level you know what I'm saying? They attend home games, but not just home games, they, they attend away games. Next level of commitment. Then you've got some fans, they attend all the home games, and the domestic, which are UK games, and the away games. Next level. Like, this kind of commitment begins to put strain on man's relationships, and marriage, you know what I mean? And bank account, because... Some of these fans now, they take this thing to some, some fans, they attend all home and domestic away and international games and spend thousands of pounds a year. And that's not even talking about the season ticket yet. Can you see the levels? There's a difference between the levels. There's a difference between a fan and a supporter. Same in music, you know what I'm saying? And the question is, are you a fan of music? or you a hardcore raver there's a difference when it comes to food are you a fan of food i'm gonna say it, i'm gonna say it. Or, or okay i don't need to say it right there's different levels see how committed are you how devoted are you <clears throat> what does your what does your devotion level look like what, what 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 does your commitment level look like? Well, that will be a reflection of your devotion level. Do you know what I'm saying? How committed are you? Are you devoted even to the exclusion of all others? What's your devotion look like? And obviously, this is what I'm building to. When it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to the Lord Jesus, the question has to be asked, doesn't it? <clears throat> These four things it says. Not just the apostles or the leaders, but also the people, also the the members of the church, young, young Christians who just got saved in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. See what they devoted themselves to. Short, medium, and long term. Sound teaching, fellowship, communion, and our topic, prayer. Devotion to one thing, notice, can hinder your devotion to other things. You can't be devoted to everything. You can be a fan of lots of things. But your real passion, your real zeal, your real fervor, your real avidness and devotion can only be reserved for a few things. I mean, you, you, you only have so much time in a day. You only have so much energy. You only have so many years. The Bible says you can't serve two masters how about trying to juggle four or five? With devotion, can't happen. Well, let's look at an Old Testament story from which hopefully we can gain a principle that helps us in our practice of prayer. This section of Genesis is, pro- is approximately 1,000 years after Adam, right? In one sense, it's a long time, but in another sense, it ain't a long time because Adam lived for nearly a 1,000 years. <clears throat> and Adam had been in a very personal submissive relationship with God, experience all of the blessings and the benefit of God and the presence of God. But because of his sin, he's expelled, isn't he, from the garden, unable to enjoy that same level of, 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 of friendship and relationship. But God in his grace progressively pursues his creation after the fall of And over the developing years unfolds his plan to rescue and restore fallen mankind. And here we see a glimpse of that. Genesis 18. Hopefully you've turned there with me, right? We see Abraham entertain three mysterious guests. Now, the question is often, is it three literal men? Or is it three angels? Or is it a theophany, which is an appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament. Well, verse one one says, one of the guests is the Lord. One of the guests is the Lord. So so there you have it in a sense. And the Lord goes on in this meeting along with these other guests um, to eat with Abraham. And then whilst he's eating with Abraham, God makes amazing promises. One of them is that, He's going to bear a son. You know what I mean, and if you know anything about the desire to have a child, you can relate to Abraham because he's very old now. And him, and him and his wife, they've tried and they're dusty. They haven't been able to have children. You know what I'm saying? But the Lord makes a promise. To which Sarah laughs, remember? And the Lord said, why did you laugh, Sarah? Sarah said, I never laugh. And the Lord said, yes, you did. I <laughs> like, don't front. Yes, you did. And um, and in this chapter, Abraham, he prays, doesn't he, for the notoriously wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, so this is part one this week. We're going to do part two next week. My habit is that i always break off more than I can chew. And so I'm trying to change you know what I'm saying in that sense. And um, if the clock bears me witness, we will see that by the end of the message. <coughs> Test of clock, testify. Um, so... Abraham prays for these notoriously wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. In our text, we're going to see three points. Number one, three points. Number one, God personally visits Abraham. Number two, God chooses a friendship with Abraham and then number three, God entertains Abraham. Picking it up in verse 16 of Genesis 18. You're with me, right? Reading from the ESV. Then the men set out from there and they looked down toward Sodom. Now, this is the events after the Sarah thing and, and the promises, right? And Abraham went with them to set them on their way. The Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I've chosen him. that That he may command his children. And his household after him. To keep the way of the Lord. By doing righteousness and justice. So that the Lord may bring to Abraham. What he has promised him. Then the Lord said. Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great. And their sin is very grave. I will go down to see whether they've done altogether. According to the outcry that has come to me. And if not. I will know. So the men turned from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham did what? He stood still, right, before the Lord. Verse 23, then Abraham, notice, he did something else now. He drew near and said, "Will will will you indeed sweep away the righteous from the wicked? Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the the place and and not spare it for the 50 righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked so that the righteous fare as the wicked, far be it from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? Now from verse 16, it's evident that Abraham isn't aware of the full purpose of God's visit. Abraham gets the Abraham, boom, promises, great nation. You're gonna have a baby, boom. I mean, that's enough. You're gonna have a baby, Tim and Ella. Um, You're gonna have two. Um, And he makes he Abraham's not fully aware of the fact that God is here on a God is here with a with 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 an altogether added purpose. And I mean, you know, often God comes to bless, but sometimes with a blessing, sometimes there comes a curse. You know what I'm saying? And and we see that here. Um, And and and, and and this this our first point, God personally visits Abraham. So we're kind of leading from verse one up to verse sixteen. Now it's it's not that it's not like the the relationship that God has personally with Abraham is not perfect like the relationship that God had with Adam, remember? Yet for the moment Abraham experiences a taste of that presence that Adam lost. But it will eventually lead to a greater relationship with Adam's fallen race. Again, um, through Abraham's son to come, as related, verse 18, in the promise that God made. You know and I'm saying? So relationship, it's not what it was with Adam on them levels, but here's, here's God relating again to man outside the garden. You know what I mean? So this is actually blessed, although it ain't really where it, It needs to be, and and God visits Adam, God visits Abraham, and notice God is present with Abraham. What a privilege. What a privilege, and it doesn't stop there, because where our first point, God personally visits Abraham, our second point is, that would be one thing. But now God chooses a friendship with Abraham. Abraham verse 17 to 21 God chooses Abraham in verse 19 and along with choosing to be in relationship with Abraham comes all of these benefits it's like friends with benefits but from a holy and a righteous point of view he's gonna be so utterly blessed because of this relationship and Genesis 18 17 the amplified says and the Lord said shall I hide from Abraham my friend and servant, but my friend and servant. Shall I hide from him what I'm going to do? You hear the, the closeness, the, 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 the relationship type. Um, can't think of the word. Language. My friend and servant, you know. Talk about a bring-in. I mean, what would it be like for, for you to become a friend of God, for God to relate to you in a personal way? And I'm saying for God to visit, if you like, personally you, not so much Abraham. We all know that Abraham is a Don, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to the Bible. And, but how about you? Well, you're, 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 his, you're, 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 you're the offspring of Adam. Why not? Well, we know that there are some reasons sometimes why not, but even looking at those reasons doesn't prevent God from actually relating to us, as we'll see in a minute. Talk about a bringing. Now, when it comes to being a friend of God, I ask the question, but I know some of you already know the answer to that question, and you're enjoying the benefits that are associated being, with being in relationship, you know and I'm saying with the living God. But, Although you may know that, are you enjoying the benefits? Are you enjoying the full benefits? And notice, like Abraham, when God blesses you, how many of you know the blessing don't just stop with you? You don't, like, stick the cork in the bottom of your bottle. You know what I mean? It's supposed to, you're supposed to get, like, Psalm 23. You get so overspilled, it spills over, and then others get a touch of taste of the blessing. You know what I'm saying? I heard someone say, God's blessing is never to a man, it's always through a man. God's blessing is never just to a woman, it's through a woman. You know what I mean? God's blessing is for you, but it's also for others through you. We're supposed to be conduits of God's blessing, you know what I'm saying? But some of us ain't even enjoying the full blessing, coming like we ain't got none for nobody else. Not even like I'm not hating, but I ain't got none. i got nothing to give you from, you know what I'm saying? Like man is depleted. Man says, I'm scraping the bottom, the bottom of the barrel. You know what I mean? If I had some, I'd give it to you. Like, but, but, and, and you're a child of God. You're in relationship with God. You're supposed to be, we're supposed to be friends with God. But some of us ain't enjoying them blessings in a real practical and overflowing, effervescent way. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's sad, isn't it? But God personally visits and God chooses to have friendship with Abraham. And I'm saying 2000, no, that would be 4,000 years ago, but also today in the 21st century. And I'm saying God is the same yesterday, today and forever. Sometimes the way he works, it is different. But when it comes to friendship with God, <clears throat> we can all get a, a piece of the pie. There's lots to go around. and brings us to our third point. God... Doesn't just personally visit Abraham. Could have stopped there, and it would have been, wham. Number two, God chooses a friendship with Abraham, and number three, God then entertains Abraham. Then that that from the gate that doesn't mean that God done a tap dance for Abraham. You know what I'm saying? Entertaining him in that sense. No, what it means is, as we'll see in a minute, God's like, what are you saying? What are you saying? Now, before I even jump into it, imagine if, you know and I'm saying the Lord like visits you, you know what I'm saying personally, and chooses a friendship with you. You know what I'm saying? Like when no one else wants to be a virgin, right? Chooses not you, bro, personally. You know what I'm saying? I'm generalizing. Chooses wants to be your friend. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then God says, "You, what are you saying?" Takes it, take like it's like taking it to another. Like, you know, you meet people sometimes, and it's very formal. Like, oh, how do you, how do you do? My name's blah blah blah, and nice to meet you, and so on. They don't really go no further. But then, when someone steps up, a little, someone leans in, and I'm saying, and says, What are you saying? Like, what are you say we grab a coffee? What are you say we link up? Like, Fam, you know what? I don't know what it is about you, but it's just kindred spirit and that. And I'm saying, that's exactly what happened to me and Pastor P and Pastor E back in the day. We just kind of related and clicked. It was like, What are you saying, man? And I'm saying, and friendship developed from there. Hopefully, you got friends like that hopefully you ain't alone out it, because you know, God ain't created you to function like that, like no man or woman is an island, I'm so saying you need to learn that quick, often it's because of a lack of wisdom, but sometimes it's just pride, like feel like, well, I got this, I don't really need nobody, and, and you know, especially the ladies, I say especially, we're both different, men don't get into relationships for certain reasons, and women don't get into relationships for other reasons, and the clock's going to testify, so I'm not going to get into that. You know that. There's a difference there. <clears throat> but you need friends, and I'm saying, that are that close that you can cry with, that you can, that you can laugh with, but you can cry with, and you can open up to and be honest with. You know what I mean? And, um, but imagine when that friend potentially is God himself. Next thing. So... <clears throat> God entertains Abraham, verse 22 to 25. It says, so the men turned from there and went towards Sodom. And you get the impression that God's there with a little batch. I'm saying, I don't know how many. Um, and, and the batch move off and God kind of hangs around a little bit. And so the men turned there and went towards Sodom. But, Ab- but notice, <clears throat> as that takes place, it says, Abraham stood still before the Lord. So like, it's like they move off and Abraham's now standing with the Lord. No of no one else, but the, just the two of them there, right? <clears throat> and he's standing there. Right? Say, say standing. The, the text says Abraham still stood before the Lord. Do you see that? I'm trying to highlight it, right? Because it talks a little bit about presence. You know what I'm saying? When they talk about being in the presence of, of someone as famous or in the presence of, is it glory or what is it? The phrase? being in the presence of what majesty no, is nice not majesty being in the presence of something greatness thank you when you're in a, you know and i'm saying when you're up close and personal it's always different to see someone from a distance to be up close and personal it's always a different thing if you bad if you're a bad mind, you're chatting about them before you were like when they're all the way over there it's what, but when they're right next to you how many of you know it's a different thing and also, that's that's negatively, right? Also, if you see someone and you you really admire them and you know what I'm saying and, and, and they come close to you, you're like, wow, you're about to like melt, innit? And like you're fumbling for your phone and you can't get to, to the to the to the picture section quick enough, and you're trying to press the screen or hit the button and you end up switching off the phone and you miss the selfie. I'm saying when you're up close and personal to someone, it's just a different thing, innit? And notice Abraham is in that place now with God verse 23 then Abraham mm -mm, it says Abraham even took a step closer you see it says Abraham drew near and now he's gonna say something to the Lord he says Lord now you gotta remember this is predicated on the Lord just saying the Lord bops off with the batch and then he's like wait a minute how can I go and deal with Sodom and not tell my friend Abraham remember that's that's where we are right so the Lord's walking off, and Abraham's there, Abra-, and, and the Lord says to Abraham, this is what I'm going to do, brethren. And I'm saying, this is what I'm, I'm bringing you in, letting you know, like why I'm, it's like, I'm like, it's, you know sometimes in your yard, yeah, sometimes, like sometimes your wife will say to you, honey, where are you going? And you tell, you kind of feel like, I'm a big man, you know. <laughs> they ask big man question. you know what I mean? It's like, and then worse, worse if your kids do it to you. Like that Dad, where are you going? But this is exactly what Abraham, you know what I'm saying, begins. To, God's like, Abraham, I mean, and it's crazy, right? Lord, help me. The Lord chooses to tell Abraham where he's going. Massive. But what is even and more amazing is Abraham thinks, feels like he's got the liberty to say wait, wait a minute i know you say you're going over there yeah but come here come here a minute yeah I just, I just want to ask you a few questions still i'm like listen verse 23 then abraham jr said lord will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked right, my man's a bit bright and, and he doesn't stop there he's like wait a minute suppose there are 50 righteous within the city like this is like he's saying god where are you going really come on now do you really think that you should be going on this mission, on this journey? Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that are in it? Verse 25. Now he's going to try to start to tell God who God is. He says, Far be it from you to do such a thing, <laughs> to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be it from you. That's not you're not that kind of you're not that kind of with all due respect. You're not that kind of guy. You know what I'm saying, shall not you, the judge of all the earth, do what is just like what you're about to go do is unjust, like, I'm like, I'm like, bro, like, Abraham, that's bright for you to step to God, you know what I'm saying, and speak to him in this fashion. I mean, God just brought you in, just, just brought you in, and all of a sudden, sounds like you want to start running the show, rude boy. He's like, bro, like, bro. You understand what I'm saying? It's like you offering someone a sweet. You ever offered someone a sweet? Yeah, sorry, you guys are the closest to me. You ever offered someone a sweet? Yeah. And when you offer them the sweet, <clears throat> they take three. And you turn around and say, you say, sis, I asked you to take one, not liberties. Right? You ever had that ex- expression, that experience? <clears throat> it's not, and, and it's crazy what Abraham does here. He proper steps over the line. But how many of you know, when you're in a relationship with someone, if you've got a real genuine friendship with someone, you know what I'm saying? Now, this may test the relationship, I ain't going to break it. If it's a real genuine relationship. You know what I mean? And it's funny because it's not so much what God says next as, as, much, as, as much as what he doesn't say. I mean, we're going to get to that fully next week. But what God doesn't do is God doesn't blast him. Like, what? I mean, it would be an understatement for God to say, like, you, you actually know, like, who you're, you're talking to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah ask, big man, like, where he's... <clears throat> it's not what God does, it's what he, God, what he doesn't do. And furthermore, it's a little bit like, not only does God not blast him, it's like the Lord pulls up a chair and sits down next to him. I'd be like... And the Lord's like, Abraham, talk to me. Like, what are you, what are you saying? You, you, you're challenging me, asking me where I'm getting. Like, what are you saying? And how many of you know James chapter four, verse eight? Um, it says something really beautiful that relates to this. James four eight says, "Draw near to God, and He will what? He will draw near to you." Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. The real truth of the matter is God really originally does the first type of part of drawing near, you know what I'm saying? God draws near first. Then we draw near, but then God draws nearer still. We see that beautifully painted here. And I'm saying, does that encourage you? Does that encourage you to draw near to God? It does me. You know what I mean? Because a part of the question is, Do we enjoy the type of relationship that I just painted that... Hey, my brother Selwyn, how are you, sir? Welcome, welcome. Do you and I enjoy the kind of relationship that... I I don't want to say banter because it's not banter, you know what I'm saying? I I say banter in the the proper sense of the word. It's good to have healthy banter, but in banter, you've got to be careful. There's a very thin line when it comes to banter, you know what I'm saying? But do you enjoy the type of relationship that you just see going back and forth with Abraham and the Lord? Do you enjoy that type of relationship? Or are your prayer times just dead? Just just, just dry? Just like, oh my gosh, I know I need to pray, but oh, there ain't nothing in there that kind of draws me in. But then you peep in and you see this relationship Abraham has with it, you're like, oh, if only my relationship with God was like that. And I'm saying, God I God, is God sharing something with me. And I'm like, but Lord... What are you saying about that? And the Lord, oh, well, this is what I'm saying about that. What are you saying about that? And having that back and forth. And we live in an age of technology where people are always communicating. You know what I'm saying? But how come that don't transition? And I can ask it like that. You know, they say, if you want to embarrass any pastor, ask him about his prayer life forevermore. If you want to embarrass any Christian, you think I'm going to leave you out. If you want to embarrass, embarrass any Christian, because we're all in this, you know what I'm saying? just ask them about their prayer life. You know what I mean? I don't, I've never asked anyone, you know what I'm saying, and then come back with, my prayer life's just, all right. you know what I'm saying? It's like, because how do you even measure that? Apart from saying, hopefully, you know what, I'm getting it in with the Lord and there's going to be some, like the season's about to change, you know what I'm saying? Um, there's some summer seasons, but there's some autumn seasons and I mean, you know, sometimes there are some real winter seasons, you know what I'm saying? But thankfully then, Winter rolls round, back around to spring. And it's a reflection of a real relationship. The real relationships have their ups and their downs, don't they? <clears throat> God is the original God of relationship. He had relationship with him, with the, the Father and the Son and the Spirit had relationship with themselves before that mankind was even created. And it's the creation of mankind that invites us in to begin to enjoy that with ourselves but also with God to enjoy that relationship and I'm saying when I see this example of Abraham it encourages me I'm like wow look, like Lord I can have a relationship like, like, like can I just like, can I even ask can I even ask could I possibly have that kind of relationship with you I had a story about I think the, the president of the United States it wasn't it wasn't the current one or Obama and um, it was one of the old ones John F. Kennedy or one of them and they was in the Oval Office, and it was like a thing where you know they had some serious things they were discussing, and like they were like they have they have something where you, you bar the door and no one's allowed in, and da 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 da, and like in the middle in the heat of this real big conversation and deep, they're determining to go I don't know in, in, into into in, into what's that big war they fought in the in the in the East Vietnam War, you know and I'm saying, and in comes this little boy jumped up on his dad's lap with no invitation. You know and I'm saying just ducks and bypasses all the senior officials, and it's his son. And no one in the room ain't gonna turn around and say, no, oh, you can't do that. Dare not say that. Why? Because he's got the right of privilege. He's his son. You know and I'm saying? And although Dad might say, our oh, son, you know, we're busy right now, but he'll give him a hug and a kiss. I said, Boom, I'll come and check you later. Relationship, you know what I'm saying? See, God draws near to us first. Then we respond by drawing near to God and then God draws nearer, even nearer still. Now let me conclude. <clears throat> in verse two at the beginning of this scene, it says about Abraham in verse two, right? shouldn't it be hard for you to just scroll there. Um, verse, he says, he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, three men were doing what? Help me. Thank you. Stand in. Now we just said, We talked about standing a moment ago, but now it's it's the three men who are standing in front of Abraham, right? In verse 22, it puts the focus on Abraham. So we've got two groups, if you like, standing, and then eventually we see two individuals standing together, right? Abraham stood before the Lord, standing. You know what I'm saying? It talks about being present, doesn't it? It talks about being in the moment. It talks about... How many of you know prayer? It, start, it starts with just simply turning up. Prayer starts with just being there. And, and I, I've, 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 I really just want this you know, for, for my own soul's sake, but also for your benefit, to be so simple. It's like one point today. You know what I'm saying? And it's... <sighs> <Yeah. coughs> presence if you like, prayer practically starts with being present. You know, another one of the piece, peace for prayer, maybe one of the three or four weeks later, I'm wondering if we should do pause. You know, because sometimes, I'm patience related to that, sometimes, you know, you can be in prayer and you don't even open your mouth. You're just like, you know, I know I need to be with the Lord right now. Your heart may be, when, you're, when your heart's full and you're joyous, you've got, you've got lots to talk about and praise the Lord for. Sometimes your heart's heavy and you've got nothing to say. And even if you, you did, you don't know how to say it. You can just find, it's, it's finding that place. And for, some, for, for, for all of us, we've got different places, which is our private place. Our se- I like to call it our secret place. You know, hopefully everyone's got a secret place where, where you know that you and the Lord link. I remember when I used to work in a post office back in the day, in, back in the late 80s. Through the 90s, early 2000s, and my secret place was one of the toilet cubicles on the first floor. When I got when I had my break time, you know them days like when you first get saved, like skipping a, a meal here and there was nothing. Why? Because you were devoted. It was your passion. And I'm saying it was your commitment. It was nothing, and you never even told nobody where was you. Oh, I was just busy. And I'm saying, oh, you know what? I was in prayer, fasting, and you know, all. I'm praying, you know, and interceding. You ne- you'd never do that. Back in them days, right? Them early days. And <clears throat> we had a message a few weeks ago that talking about returning to our first love. And I you know, said, so I remember, that was my little cubicle and it, as soon as I stepped in it, in my mind, I'm stepping into the throne room right now. And I shut the door. And sometimes, you ever been in that place where you pray and then you, you lose yourself? You forget that there's anyone around. I mean, there ain't gonna be no one in a cubicle, right? But you forget that anyone's around. You forget where you are and in that moment, you know what I'm saying? You're in a different place. And then two twos. you literally, it's only when you open your eyes, you realize, wow, <laughs> I'm sitting in a cubicle, I'm sitting in the toilet. You know what I mean? You ever had that? Please don't tell me you've never had that moment as a believer. You know what I mean? But how many of you know, it starts with turning up. You've got to get there. And, and there would be times where I sat there on that toilet seat, you know what I mean? I sometimes never said a word. But I knew that, look, you know, I'm here. Lord, I'm here. I've got nothing really to say, but I'm here. I'm saying that prayer just starts. Because some, some, some of us some of us like, boy, I don't know all the principles of prayer. And how does that thing go? Acts, A, C, T, S, again, adoration and you know what I'm saying, and and, and and confession. And he's trying to work it out. And like, you get you get tied up when it comes to and then you end up not even praying. All you say is, Lord, help me. You know what I mean? Help me, Jesus. And then you walk out not really having had that. Now, again, that's personally, but we want to talk about this more corporately. I'm saying it's about turning up. It's about turning up. Thank you. Presence. Prayer practically starts with being present. Now, can I just highlight one thing that often prevents us from, from being present? I know there are real issues like laziness. Come on ingratitude, come on, self-confidence. You know, if you're confident, you don't need to pray. i got this. I know that there are those issues, but one of the issues I want to illustrate is uncleanness. One of the things that prevents us from being present is unclean, and especially when it comes to corporate prayer. You know, obviously, i got this man flu in it. I was, at, I was at work this week, literally come back. I've been on a madness. Went away for two weeks, come back for one day and then I had to go some, go camp for a week. Come back one day, you know, to clean clothes, thank God for my wife and then jump on a plane. Boom, we went somewhere else for a week and as, while I was away for that week is when I got this man flu. And, and you know what? I ain't been sick since last year, August the 21st, which is when I started doing intermittent fasting. And you see, I went on holiday I just mushed up my fasting thing I just dashed with the whole fasting thing I was just, just yamming down the whole house And eating what I wanted And then two weeks later i got the flu I have not had no flu I, even, I haven't even had my autoimmune disease Sickness that I get I, had, I normally have it every winter I never had it last winter Now we can talk about intermittent fasting on the, on the next time And it has physical benefits And spiritual benefits um, <clears throat> But oh, What was my point now? Lord forgive me Thank you, my sister. So I got this man flu in it while I was away, and I think it's because I hadn't been doing my thing. And um, when I tell you I was at work this week, yeah, you know, you know sometimes you get flu and, it's, and the cold's in your head? And listen, I, I, I was li- literally walking with tissues in every, you know, every pocket you've got tissues in, and you've got to feel around for, the, like, a good one, because some <laughs> of them are... And I pulled out a good one, yeah, and I had some... I I had contents in my my nasal cavity that I needed to release. And I did blow... You know when you blow your nose and you're scared to look? Don't act like you don't look. You know what I'm saying? And I was scared and I looked. And when I... It it was horrible in there. But I was grateful that it was out. And it better out than in. And blow my nose. and, And two twos can continue to go about my day, innit? What... About an hour later or so, I went in the bathroom, in the toilet. Obviously, I went to, and when I looked in the mirror, man, my nose was a bit of a mess, and I'd been walking around. (laughs) And you know what? And if that ain't bad enough, because now I'm now thinking, how many? Who? Who did? I went on the third floor. I went to the second floor. I went to check (laughs) this person, and I felt. And then, and then on top of that, I was in a meeting, quite an important meeting, and, and 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 and. you know, sometimes you just get itchy. I went to scratch my chest, and I felt this big old hard crusty thing on my shirt. Oh, when I, when I take a look, my mind's shut. I missed some of the tissue in it when I... And it, and it was encrusted now. And then I thought, oh, boy. And you know, I'm a man. I'm a man that marks my wife. It's probably one of my shortcomings. I, I'm, I'm concerned about my appearance, isn't it. And um, so I'm sitting there thinking... I couldn't even rewind the clock because it's done now. It, the thing's crusty. That shows how long I've been all day. And I'm saying, now what am I trying to say? You know what I'm saying? Is that sometimes a reflection of our prayer lives? And I'm saying, in that, <clears throat> because we're sinful, because we're unclean, because we're dirty, I feel like, you know, I, I don't want to go before the Lord. Like, like what? Like Like this. Nah, no. let, me, let me fix this up first before I go to him. Now, if you understand the gospel, you know that that's a madness. But practically, forget, like I'm saying, forget the theory for a minute. Forget the, the, you know, the, 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 the head knowledge. Practically, how many of us can say, you know what, that is one of the, bar- I, I listed a few, but that's definitely one of the barriers that prevents me from turning up. From being present, you know and I'm saying because I feel so embarrassed about my uncleanness, you know and I'm saying, and, and I suppose the question in light of that is, wait a minute, but who ain't dirty? Like, wait a minute, did you actually, Have you? Do you actually get the impression that you can clean yourself up to present to make yourself presentable to God? You you obviously don't understand the good news, you know and I'm saying <clears throat> we're all dirty. But wonderfully, God has provided cleansing, hasn't He? I mean, and communion. Um, we heard that this morning, Jude chapter one, verse twenty-four. Um, Bertram, when he did communion, so wonderfully, so beautiful, thank you, man, so beautiful. You um, didn't reference this verse, but actually, you did. You quoted it. That's what reminded me of it, not in its in its totality, but now verse twenty-four of Jude. It's only one chapter in Jude says, now to him, to him, not to you who is able, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you blameless. blameless. Another translation, the translation says faultless. And I'm saying before notice the presence of his glory with not, not hiding and in shame, but with, with, with great joy. That's what Hebrews 4 says. You come boldly to the throne of grace. It doesn't even make sense. You should be terrified. But because of the gospel, we come and with great joy. Don't let nothing hinder you. What? Personally, privately, but also corporately. We sang it earlier Christ alone, cornerstone. I can't remember the full of the lyrics, I have to read them. But I'll remember them now. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found dressed in his righteousness alone, that's me and you, faultless, stand like Abraham before the Lord, before the throne. Again, Bertram said it during communion. God has settled accounts. He's made provision through Christ. Bertram said, just if you're trusting in anything else, just drop it. Just drop it. And you know, sometimes we fail to present Sometimes we fail to be present due to feeling unpresentable, but that doesn't need to be the case. God draws near first, providing us access, then we draw near, and then God draws nearer still. Now I said I was concluding, didn't I? <clears throat> now here's, here's, here's an opportunity for us to put this into practice, um, hopefully in a helpful way. I said I met Pastor P and felt quite convicted. For the past six weeks, um, we the elders have been talking about how, not even if, you know, how and when we re-establish our regular weekly prayer meeting. And <clears throat> I, thought, I thought Bertram was going to announce it, but he didn't. He, he, he wanted it to, uh, I don't want to say it didn't steal my thunder, but he was like, no, Pastor Rob, you share it in a message. It's going to hopefully be a very good application for us as leaders as we're repenting and saying, Lord, forgive us. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we are going <clears> to <throat> start in this Tuesday formally. You know what I'm saying? I'm announcing the permanent return, not seasonal, because we do prayer things kind of seasonally for a month for prayer fast and fasting. But, you know what I'm saying? We're announcing a permanent return of our church prayer meeting. And t- to be honest with you, it's actually already started. Because we were wor- worried about the logistics of, especially on Tuesday night, how we're going to do it. Because the building's used for barley loaves. But um, the guys, the team have been working it out. And it's going to take, again, there's going to be some bugs. It's going to take a minute to work it out. But <clears throat> we're going to be s- and formally starting this Tuesday. And um, we'll continue to announce it over the next few weeks. And so that, you know and I'm saying, we begin to focus not just on what we're doing because we need power to do what we're doing, you know. Pro- power comes through proximity, and if we ain't praying, we ain't got no power. It don't make sense what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? So, but we don't want to stop what we're doing. We want to say, Lord, help us to do what we're doing better, by Your grace, and release Your power. And it sounds like the Lord has done, based on the testimonies we've been. We've had, I think Bertram may have mentioned, you may not have heard. We've had, we've had clients from Barley Loaves hand in handing prayer requests because we're praying now. Literally, we're saying, look, has anybody got any? Pr-? People have been writing down their prayer requests, literally to the point where i don't know if mikey if you told the story um mike was able to sh- to speak to someone who said you know what i just want to let you know that um s- stop mike on one tuesday night i said you know i just want to let you know that i got dunked and mike said what he said yeah he said i started going to a church where is it mike was it a, what's the name of it what's the kind of church it was no, a little church around the corner he's been going to this church uh, why didn't you come here? But anyway, he went to this church and I am saying it might be a Saturday church, I don't know. He went to this church and, <clears throat> and um, he got baptized. And that's when he said, I just want to let you know. And Mike was like, "What? Well, can I just share it without telling them your name? And, and he came back and he shared it. And then some of the prayer requests, we'll maybe talk about them over the course of a few weeks. Um, not specifically, but you know what I'm saying? Praise the Lord, you know what I'm saying? Imagine he, having a prayer request. Yeah, that, one of my biggest downfalls is saying, yeah, yeah, man, cool, man. What? Yeah, oh, yeah man, I pray for you. I pray for you." And never get to it. Sometimes you do, but. And imagine straight away, straight from, and you know what I'm saying, get straight on the back phone and immediately that prayer, rec- by the time someone steps out there, prayer could potentially already be answered. How wonderful is that? So, <clears throat> and I'm scratching the surface. It's like, hopefully Tuesday night's gonna be like the hour of power for us, you know what I'm saying? And I say an hour, that's all it's gonna be. Nothing long, no long drawn out business, you know what I'm saying? And we're going to be starting about 8.30, 8.45, sometimes because of the mechanics. It's not, we can't do it, but it's going to be an hour. As soon as we start, it's an hour, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully what that means is the hour will go like this. Tell me I'm lying. It will go like this, and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the hour went so fast. And we still got a million other things to pray about. Cool, <laughs> there's another night we can come back, in it? And then you go away, you're like, man, okay, well, I never prayed about it. The Lord will be like, but wait a minute, so you can't pray now? supposed to pray without ceasing. You can take that prayer. I'm saying, hopefully, this is going to be something that will help us and encourage us to put first things first, isn't it? Okay, so look, can I ask you um, for the minute? Remember, this is for corporate, but uh, we'll get, let's do something private. If I ask you just to, to briefly, if you uh, do me the liberty of just closing your eyes, um, would you quietly contemplate a few things? <coughs> me included. Um, what are we devoted to? And that's reflected in how we spend our time, what we do with our money, what we do with our energy. What are you devoted to? And in terms of of our relationship with God now, what are the things that prevent you, prevent me? What are the things that prevent us from being present? Personally, in your personal life, there's 24 hours in a day, it's 24 times seven, my saying good. And I'm saying over the course of a week, all of those hours, two sevens of so it's over 140 hours. How much of that how much of that 140 hours do we give to spending time with the greatest friend any and unequivocally? I don't even have to ask you. You know, the Lord has got to be the greatest friend any one of us could have. How much time do we spend with him versus the other things that we might be, the other people that we might be devoted to. And not just personally, but now we've got an opportunity to apply this practically. How about on a Tuesday night now? What is it that would prevent you from being present? And it might just mean just turning up. You might not pray for the whole hour, but trust me. The amount of times I've sat in a prayer meeting and I ain't got nothing to pray. My heart's heavy or my heart's just wicked and I ain't got nothing to say apart from to try to impress people. As so I sit there genuinely with nothing to say, I'm so blessed as I listen to the prayers, of, the prayers of others. What's preventing you from being present and just turning up where the Lord is? The Lord's everywhere, isn't he? But when it comes to the collective opportunity for the church to come together how I many of you know that time will shape the church it will shape our relationships it will shape our efforts and our energies it will shape everything that we do we say everything that we are it's a fundamental what are the things and, and what are the things that you think make you you're are you just lazy come on now we all got to say yes to that one. Are you, are you ungrateful? The Bible says we ought to thank God daily. Right? Lord, give us today our daily bread. How about self-confidence? I don't really need to pray because I've got this. I've done it a million times and it's calm. I don't need to ask for help. Really? Or is it uncleanness, which thankfully has been dealt with today? The Lord says in in Isaiah 6, come, let's reason together. But Lord, my sin is like scarlet. The Lord's like, don't watch that. Come, let's reason together. And no, your sin is like scarlet. I'll make it white as snow. Come, let's talk. Let's get it in. Says the Lord to us in our sinful state. Pete, two weeks ago, told us to count the cost in it. Last week, we heard from Adam, our am from LCM, and he said, step out in faith. Father, I pray that you would help us to do both of those things, that we would look at our week, look at our lives, look at how we spend our time. And as a church, Lord, no one gets off. No one gets out of this. I pray that you'd help every single individual to ask themselves why I cannot be here on a Tuesday evening. And Lord, this might mean gymnastics. Well, I'm married and I've got three kids and, and I'm saying I can't, well, cool. Dad can go one week, mum can go another week. Dad, hold it down for the kids. Or it might just mean coming once a fortnight. God forbid, once a month. But Lord, what what is it that prevents us from making that? The opportunity is now there. The motivation is there, which is the gospel. It's good news. You're you're inviting us to come spend time with you because we are supposed to be your, your friends. You made friendship with us when we were your enemy. We got no excuses, Lord. Forgive us as leaders, Lord, for not being faithful and being devoted to corporate prayer. Lord, I feel like we're feeling the pain of that. Forgive us. Thank you, Lord, you said, if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And repentance is is doing things differently. Um, Help us as we do that, Father, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well you kids, you survived. Wow, well done. Praise the Lord. Um, I thought the team would have come up, but it's all good. Um, you don't, you, yeah, yeah, you guys don't need You're good, man. Um, I feel like, <clears throat> yeah, lots of things are changing. So we don't have to finish with a song. I was going to ask you to sing Majesty again, but it's all good. We don't have to. Um, so <clears throat> let me just say, so next week we'll come back and we'll do P for Prayer. Um, it's going to be petition, and we do the second half of of Genesis 18. <laughs> My man said, "Bye." You know. <laughs> amen. Amen. Um, amen. So <clears throat> I did want us to spend some time in prayer, but I don't think I don't, I don't think I'm going to push that. So if anybody has any prayer requests, you know what I'm saying. Um, I believe we've got a box over here, unless you're willing to, to come and just communicate that and we're happy, happy to pray with you. Um, write down your prayer requests because Tuesday night, you know what I'm saying, um, we're committed between now, it might not happen between now and then, but Tuesday night, everything that's in the box will get prayed for, you know what I'm saying, and, um, and hopefully you'll be there to join with us in that effort. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace you know and I'm saying and you can enjoy that relationship with him this week, and that friendship amen 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 so, so let's say the grace together amen Emmanuel see I've been away in it for a while forgive me man's still in holiday mode people are like Pastor Rob man you're being a bit flippant up there no um, let's say the grace together we know it and even if it don't come up on the screen may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit Rest, remain, and abide with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. 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 Join us next time for more of God's truth to transform your reality.